my stories. I, I, I did the stories and the illustrations. Sometimes they would send us scripts, but I throw them out the window. I happen to be a guy who does what he wants, lives the way he wants to. I love people in general, even the villains in my comics. To me, a people, there is something in their lives that makes them become a problem to others. That's how I saw everything. Welcome back, kids, and thanks for listening. This is Comics Cowboy Troy coming at you, giving Angus a bit of a break there so we can rest those vocal cords, readying himself to finish on up Jack King Kirby Month here on Kirby's Kids, and it is my distinct pleasure to be coming to you today to review the Two-Gun Kid Volume 1 Issue number 60, woo, November of 1962, editor-in-chief is Stan Lee, cover artist Jack King Kirby. This would feature fantastic stories, the beginning of the Two-Gun Kid, the Outcast, and I hate the Two-Gun Kid. And actually, I like the first story so much I counted it twice. <laughs> that would be the origin story of the Two-Gun Kid, which kicks off our stories here. And this is three fantastic stories. So, let's get at it. The Two-Gun Kid. The beginning of the Two-Gun Kid. Our attorney, Matt Hawk, sets up a law office in the town of Tombstone, Texas. Almost immediately, he finds himself the target of a surly brute named Clem Carter. He prevents Clem from shooting down an aging gunfighter named Ben Dancer. To show his gratitude, Ben takes Matt in and teaches him everything there is to know about gunslinging to protect himself from those who might attempt to build a reputation by gunning down Mad Hawk, Matt decides to adopt the identity of the two-gun kid. On this forest story, the writer was Stan Lee, our penciler was Jack Kirby, Dick Ayers did the inking, and Stan Lee was the editor for the beginning Two-Gun Kid. Wow, Woo. this one was fun, folks. I sure liked Jack's illustrations on here and all the action. There's a lot of punches being thrown, a lot of guns being shot. Oh, it's a good western, I gotta tell you. And for a Yankee guy from New York, that Stan Lee had me cracking up. <laughs> His take on Western lingo was a hoot. Then I'm a dude no longer. A dude, Matt Hawk. You're a regular rip-snorting, high-binding hellion if there ever was one. <laughs> what an exchange. It's classic dialogue like this that just draws in the reader. Well, kids, next up was the fun story of the outcast. Growling Bear, a chieftain of the Navajo Nation, the 
determines that his son Tollfeather is too weak and pacifistic to be a Ooh, that's a that's a complicated word right there. I guess he was a peaceful kind of guy. To be of any use to the tribe and brands him an outcast. He's exiled due to his refusal to take part in a raid against an American army fort. Growling Bear's other son, Tekawana, is only too proud to serve in Tall Feather's place. The Navajos lead a raid against the fort, but the fight results in a massacre. Many Navajo warriors are killed. Tall Feather returns and exposes Tekawana as the instigator of the failed raid. He explains that Takawana secretly wanted the raid to fail in the hopes that Growling Bear would be killed, thus making him a new chief. Ooh, that's underhanded. Growling Bear welcomes Tallfeather back to the tribe and exiles Takawana. Well, that one was certainly full of twists. Who saw that one coming? That was quite the setup. This one is full of war and action. The raid on the fort is really, really amazing. Does a great job of illuminating stuff with the big cannon fire and really making the shadow and light stand up during this night raid. A lot of blues and black and casts these really cool looking panels here with the faces just being very vivid in the pencils. I, I, I thoroughly loved it and I thought it was done with a great deal of reverence and respect to the Navajo Nation. Well, last is I Hate the Two-Gun Kid. Now who would hate the Two-Gun Kid? What kind of a title is that? What happened to make Nancy Carter say, I hate the two-gun kid? Clem Carter and his friends discover that his sister has entrusted a large sum of money to Matt Hawk. They break into Matt's law office and surprise him. Outnumbering him, they quickly subdue him, tie him up, and make off with the cash. Nancy finds Matt hours later, frees him. Matt doesn't let on that he knows Nancy's brother is responsible and instead decides to resolve the matter as a two-gun kid. Two-gun tracks Clem and his friends to a local saloon and a fight ensues. Clem is actually killed by one of his own men. But the news quickly spreads around town that the two-gun kid is responsible for Clem's death. Nancy is heartbroken and openly proclaims her hatred of the two-gun kid. Matt silently hopes that Nancy never learns the truth about his dual identity. Ooh, that's a tough one to take. That love of his life 
Matt now will forever have Nancy Carter mad at the two-gun kid. Will they ever be able to coexist? Guess we won't know unless we read another two-gun kid. In this one, the action was fast and furious. You got a cool opening sequence with Nancy finding Matt all tied up in his law office. Then the transformation of Matt into the two-gun kid. He's riding off and he finds this crew in a saloon. And man, the fists are flying. The bullets are shooting out of their guns. You have the pitchfork being thrown at one of them members of Clem's gang there. And of course, with the firing happening there and one of the assailants from Clem's gang hits a kerosene lamp that basically brings the saloon into a blaze. Really exciting. Man, no one does a fire like Jack Kirby. Well, kids, we hope you have enjoyed this foray into westerns that Jack Kirby would take. Whatever I put in my comments, I hopefully feel that this love of people may have been transmitted to them and help them in not helping in any way, I'm not a psychiatrist, but just giving them another friend.